Welcome back to the Spiritually Intimate Conversations podcast. I am your host, Blair Dreesen, and today I have a special guest on the show. She's actually a repeat guest because I have had her on the show before. She is a previous client of mine, a Heal Method alumni, and just one of my all-time favorite projectors on the interwebs. If you're not following her, you're going to want to follow her because she's definitely somebody who embodies her design like fully right now, like on a whole nother level, she's taking her design and really embodying it. So, um, Patsy, I'm so excited that you said you would hop on and record with me because we have such a good topic to jam on today. Mm -hmm. Yes, I am so excited. So before we get into today's topic, why don't you just tell us and tell the audience a little bit about you and who you are and your, you know, yeah, like tell us all the things for those that don't really know who Patsy is like. Okay. Well, to sum it up the best way I can, (laughs) I am a lover of all things. I am. Wow. How do you even start that? Okay. My name is Patsy. I am <laughs> 32 years old. I'm going to start with the basics. I'm 32. I'm married. I don't have kids. And as of right now, I have no desire to have kids. That matters for a whole nother reason. Um, I have four crazy dogs. And on top of that, I have spent the last um, almost three years on a healing journey that started with sobriety. And my sobriety is what led me to working with Blair. Um, I had been in therapy for almost a year and I didn't feel like that was getting anywhere. And so um, I needed to dive deeper. And that's whenever I decided to stalk Blair on Instagram, forced (laughs) my way into her life. (laughs) Which I remember correctly, this conversation, you were like, I'm going to make you my my best friend. (laughs) And I was like, I'm here for it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully I said that. Yeah. Thankfully I said that to a very receiving person. Um, (laughs) but yes. So for the last three years, um, you know, it's just been a wild is the best way to put it. Wild journey of shedding masks that I have put on over the years and really just stepping into my true, most authentic self, Mm -hmm. um, that, I know is my truth, not anybody else's truth. And so here I am three years later and in a polar opposite place than I was prior to this journey. And like, I've just, I have just hit like the tip of the iceberg when it comes to this journey, you know? And so it's just, it's been a wild ride, but it's been worth it every bit of the way. It's been super fun watching this, like, transformation occur. Cause yeah, you came, uh, we started working together. That was like what, two and a half ish years ago, somewhere around Mm -hmm. there. And yeah, like so much has shifted and changed in your life. And what I've seen you really step into and like what you've really, um, embodied in yourself and how you show up. And it's just so beautiful. So first off, tell everybody what your human design is. And also you can give the astrological stuff too. Cause I know a lot of people, they want to have to geek out on all of it. So what are the things? So I am a Pisces sun, Scorpio moon and Leo rising. Um, so that's interesting. <laughs> I am also, <laughs> I, love it. I am also a two, four projector, um, emotional authority and discovering that I was a projector has been the most, what's the best way to put it? It's been like the most like light bulb mm-hmm. moment for me. Um, you know, astrology is beautiful and I identify with so many things and it does help me navigate a good chunk of my myself knowing the things I do know about astrology. But I think bringing in the human design aspect of it and kind of meshing them together just really helped paint this beautiful picture of, kind of who I was supposed to be, who I really am at my core. And it wasn't, it wasn't what I was showing up as. (laughs) (laughs) And I think what's good to remind everybody too, is that because I, you know, and I'll be talking about this more and more and more through future episodes and things like that. And obviously the stuff that I talk about on my own um, Instagram account and my content, the stuff that I, I work with, with clients and stuff is reminding people that 
you know, human design really is about how you're showing up energetically and how you're exchanging energy with the people around you, how you're putting out energy, how you're absorbing energy, and also how your own energy is talking in, in itself, like to your own body. Right. And so it's really understanding like the language of which your energy is speaking in your body and how it feels and how, um, just, yeah, the best way I can describe it is like the body's language Mm -hmm. and how it's speaking to you. So it goes even far deeper than when somebody says it's like who I am. Cause I think like on a very like surface level, we think, Oh, who I am, like thinking like personality traits Mm -hmm. and like our likes and our dislikes. And like, this goes so far deeper to things that sometimes we can't even begin to explain into words because it's literally how we're energetically exchanging and how we feel when we're exchanging energy with other people, which is kind of like where this topic kind of started brewing because so, yeah, so me and Patsy, we've been talking, you know, cause obviously being fellow projectors, whenever I get around a fellow projector, I, I, you know, we just want to talk about all the things because, you know, being only, you know, 20 percentage of the collective, there's just different things that we've, we've grown up feeling than say like, you know, the 70%, which is like the generators and Manny gens of the world. Right. That's <laughs> kind of like what society is been kind of based around is like a gener we say it's a generator world right and yep. so we're kind of just here living in it <laughs> right and until we know like oh we're a projector it's all of a sudden like oh, like that it's like the lights go off we're like oh this is why this has always felt so weird like when we try to do things that are not how we're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. things right and so what I loved is how Patsy had shown on her Instagram stories about how she has her bed and your bed is so your bed, by the way, like, that's what I loved. Like her bed screams Patsy, just like everything you guys. And you're going to know what I mean. If you follow her or if you get to go follow her when you go and like, you can just see her feed. And then when you see her bed, you're going to go, Oh yeah, this makes total sense. Right. And just like her vibe and everything. And then she shows a picture of her husband's bed. Right. And I laughed because I was like, that's exactly what my husband's bed actually looked like before we got married. I'm like, where's the sheets? Where's the comforter? Like at least he actually had a sheet over the mattress. My husband didn't even have a mattress sheet cover. He just slept with a comforter and a pillow. I'm like, where's your bed frame? Where's the like <laughs> nothing. I'm proud of you for having box mattresses and you just don't have a mattress on the ground. <laughs> but so I'm, I first I'm laughing at a like a personal level because that's kind of how it was like my bed, my husband's bed before we like, you know, got married. Mm-hmm. But what I loved is the conversations in which I knew I'm like, oh, this is going to spark some conversations in her inbox. Like I Mm -hmm. knew where this was coming from as a fellow projector married to a manifesting generator and Patsy's married to a generator. I was like, I know where this is going, but there's going to be so many people that are like, wait, wait, why do you guys have two beds? (laughs) What's going on here? the most, the like bigger part of that is not only do we have two beds, we have two separate rooms. Oh, I love this even better, right? Like you have two completely different rooms. Yes. And, and again, you can tell when you walk into the room, you know, one of my, my best friend even said it the other day when she came over, she walked into his bedroom and she was just like, oh my gosh, like the energy in here just does not feel like the rest of your house. Screams and bro. you go to, it just, it just, it just doesn't scream anything in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> You're like my energy for, walks in there and I'm just like, what's going on? It may here? scream. It may scream. Help me. That's about it. <laughs> the bed's just in there. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was, and so I started paying attention and I started walking around and I realized it's the reason why that room doesn't feel that way is because I haven't done anything to that room. Mm-hmm. the entire remainder of my house, including my garage has my energetic touch. It has my physical like interior design touch, but it also has my energetic touch. 
I clear those rooms. I'm constantly praying over them and protecting them and just doing all of that because I spend a lot of time in all of those areas. And so, you know, she really pointed out, I was like, wow, I do notice the difference of the room. So I've started just clearing that room just of, you know, any low frequencies just for peer protection level. But like, that's about as far as I've touched this room. Because I'm like, this is, this is your space. I'm not trying to invade your space. But at the same time, we do coexist in his room, a good chunk of our lives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I think like, this is where like the minute I saw this, I messaged her and I was like, girl, I'm loving this, like on so many freaking levels. And I feel like this needs to be talked about more because this is just one little bit of like a much bigger thing mm-hmm. that I know, like me and Patsy, we want to talk about this. Cause I'm sure people are like, wait, no, no, pump the brakes. Don't go any further. Cause we have to understand like why there's two beds. Like what would be the benefit of this? Like break this down. We're definitely going to mm-hmm. talk about that. But we really want to also kind of zoom out and and look at this as a bigger picture of like how this really plays out on like a bigger level when you're really actually understanding like setting energetic boundaries and what that looks like and actually allowing yourself to just follow the things that feel right, even when it sounds maybe a little crazy or societal norms are going, wait, what you sleep in two different beds, like Mm-hmm. This is where we really kind of need to start breaking down some of these things, right. That have just been almost some beliefs have been beaten into us over the years and they just since don't the beginning of time. Yeah. <laughs> like since the beginning of time, like there's so many things that we're just told, like, no, this is what you do. And you're just, mm-hmm. you never really question it because it's like, no, but that's what everybody does. So I just do it because mm-hmm. everybody else is doing it. So let's break this down though the bedroom situation, Patsy. Like, so when did you guys actually first start doing this? Okay. So I can't tell you that. Cause I don't know the exact moment, but <laughs> I can tell you, <laughs> I can tell you how it happened. So yeah. Sobriety is what honestly sparked all of this because okay. in my sobriety journey, I've realized my sobriety journey is not like anybody else's. It is not black and white recovery. Sobriety is not black and white. I will lovingly beat this into anybody for the rest of my life. Do not compare your journey of sobriety or recovery to anybody else's because what works for one person will not, may not, and it might work for another. You have to be fully open and willing to try a hundred different things to figure out what feels right for you. Mm. And so having to do that in in my sobriety journey and getting okay with the norm or with my my norm of sobriety not the rest of the world's normal of sobriety was a massive challenge but I think that's what sparked me into just really doing whatever I wanted in all areas of my life Uh, because I now am in this place of my my recovery where when I wake up in the morning like it's it's not even a thought in my head that like hey we have to stay sober today like it's, it's seldom do I have these moments of, oh my God, I really want to have a drink and it's beautiful. And it shows the growth that I've, I've done over the last three years, because it is no longer this, it no longer has the power over me that it once did. I've taken that power back. And so jump, jump ahead. Then, you know, into my sobriety, I learned about human design and I learned about being a projector. And it all of a sudden made sense why by the end of the day of my eight to 10 hour work day. I had nothing left to give to the world. Mm -hmm. I mean, nothing left to give to myself. I couldn't even my self-care, you know, my physical care, my, my eating habits and working out all these different things just were shot because I was so mentally, physically, and energetically exhausted after a work day and realizing that I was a projector and the best ways for me to work were in shorter spurts throughout the day. It was like, Oh my God, that makes sense because of a thousand different reasons, my focus, my energy, you know, whatever. And so that's whenever I started diving a whole bunch into human design, being a projector, like what's good for projectors to eat, um, the best times for projectors to sleep, you know, are we good for morning people or nighttime people? And a good chunk of projectors, in my opinion, love their morning times that we kind of there, at least for me personally, you can get me up at four 30 in the morning and I can start my like self-care routine and sit in bed, drink my coffee. No problem for me to do that. 
it is a whole lot harder for me to stay up later than it is for me to wake up earlier. And I thrive in that. But my best friend is the polar opposite. She is a manifesting generator and she has like sparks of creativity and everything at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, midnight, you Mm -hmm. know, and that's where I'm just like completely passed out at that time. And so diving into all of that really got me to start paying attention to when I slept with my husband, how did I feel when I was sleeping with my husband, when I was sleeping with the dogs and my husband, and how did I feel when I wasn't sleeping with him? Mm -hmm. And we started incorporating this after getting sober, but before I was furloughed from my job before COVID hit. And so because I worked so many early mornings and he would get home later at night, I started sleeping in the other room. That way I could just be in bed before he got home and we would never wake, he wouldn't wake me up. I'm a really light sleeper. So if I was sleeping in his room and he would come in, the dogs would wake me up, him turning on a light would wake me up, just whatever. You know, I was in bed at seven, eight o'clock at night because I was getting up at 3.30 in the morning for work. Mm -hmm. And so that's how it originally started out of the sole purpose that I was just like, I just need to sleep. So I'm not a raging bitch the next day. Like I just need a good (laughs) night's rest. And so that's how it all like really started. And I started paying attention to how I felt on the weekends or on my days off where I didn't have to work and I did sleep with him in his bed Mm. and then figuring out his human design being a generator. I was like, bro, this makes so much sense. (laughs) (laughs) It makes sense that now whenever I'm awake at seven o'clock at night and you get home, you give me this burst of energy for like two or three hours. Yep. They're like expelling out that last bit of energy before they, and then they pass out. (laughs) And then I'm sitting here ready to clean the entire house or like go take over the world. I mean, and and this is going to tie into our sex life because he, he is quote unquote drained after sex as where I am energized. Exact same thing happens with me. And I tell him, I was like, it's like, you've deposited all of your life force energy into me. And then I'm just sitting there like, well, I got to do something with this. And he's like, how do you even stay awake? I'm so tired. I can't even keep my eyes open. Yes, (laughs) that is it. So I'm like, I look at my husband sometimes and I'm like, we need it. You need to hit me up at like 7 a.m. I know. Like, we need different times for sex, buddy. Because home home girl closes down at like 5 p.m. I'm sorry. From the waist down has has been closed for business. I'm out. (laughs) But in all reality, it's just so funny because you know, so, so we did start doing this, you know, we started sleeping in separate rooms and I really started taking over just making the second room, my space, just really my place that whenever I walked in there, I could have the best night's sleep because it was filled with everything that brought me joy. And it was decorated the way that I wanted it decorated. And it was just, everything about it is me. It was my ideas, my thoughts, my love, my intentions, my everything it's put into that room. Her plans. And so I think <laughs> my most, ex- my most expensive and most loved plants are in that bedroom. So if you see any plants outside of that bedroom, just know that they are favored by all the ones that are in my bedroom. <laughs> I love this so much. I have favorites. And this is why I don't have children because I feel like <laughs> I would have favorites. <laughs> oh my God. So all of that to say, we are now in this place where I guess it's been about, you know what, I guess since COVID happened that I've really started to realize the difference because now I have even further stepped into my projectorness. And instead of going, cause before I bartended at the airport. So I was in a very, very energetically chaotic, busy place which was already intense for a projector who just found out that she was a projector (laughs) who feeds off of everybody's energy on top of, you know, learning how to protect my energy, Mm -hmm. not take on other people's stuff, just a whole world of things that I was learning. And, um, you know, not, not going back to my job and being furloughed was the biggest like blessing in disguise. It forced me because the only reason why I stayed at my job was for the money. 
I was so afraid of what my life would be like without that money. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know if I could function or live off of, you know, a lesser amount. And ironically, I went from making, you know, X amount of dollars a month to $0 a month, except for my side hustle that I had going. Mm-hmm. And so, and so in, in that process, I started to realize, you know, the first month or, month or two was hard because it was grieving the loss of my job. I had never not had a job since I was 15 years old. You know, we were 15, 16 years of me constantly working this quote unquote nine to five, you know, whatever job. And, um, after I grieved and about three or four months went by, I realized I had never felt so peaceful, so much more like at peace with myself than I had in those moments. And it was in that moment that I realized just how much that job drained me, Mm -hmm. how much it just, it just took everything out of me. And so I started figuring out, okay, well, we don't want that. We don't want that to happen. So how can we go about living in that projector energy that, you know, you really feel so far based upon everything that you've changed in your life, your sleeping patterns, you know, no more drinking, all these different things. How can we further embody that? How can we further make it to feel? I like this feeling of inner peace. So how can I maximize this? What can I do to make this even bigger? And that's, I, in my opinion, that's just how all of this is just kind of fallen into place. It's just trial and error, paying attention to what feels good and what doesn't. And in the midst of doing all of that, I realized 95% of my anxiety was me living out of my design. Mm -hmm. It was me, me living out of alignment. I was doing everything that society said I was supposed to be doing. I was checking off all the boxes, married, sleeping with my husband, active sex life, blah, blah, this, blah, blah, that, whatever I need. But like, why am I feeling so like, ah, inside, you know, and it wasn't until I started dissecting that. Yeah. And I truly feel like my husband and I have the most healthy relationship that we've ever had in the seven years that we've been together so far. We have open communication. He, you know, he allows me to vocalize the way that I need to vocalize as a projector and doesn't offer solutions whenever I'm just trying to get it clear in my head, (laughs) purge it out a little. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes I need to speak it out to see if it's making sense or if it's just me making up stories in my head, whatever. And then I also respect him in the way that he needs to show up and the way that he needs to clear his throat chakra and work through the things that he needs to work through as a generator. And me, me being the one to learn what's best for him and what's best for me, even though he doesn't grasp human design, he understands and sees like how, what I've done has worked for us. And so I did a poll on my stories of asking couples, do you think couples should have their own sacred space, like their own space where they can go to? And then on top of that, do you think that space should be something like the corner of a bedroom or should it be your own office? Should it be your own bedroom? Like, what do you guys think? And I got a lot of people who said that they thought couples should have their own space, their own sacred little, you know, whatever it is that it looks like for them, but they didn't think they still thought it was weird that Chris and I had separate rooms. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it, it, it made me realize that society gets the idea that we all need our own space, but the programming of the way it's supposed to look is so strong that the idea of being in two separate rooms is almost hard. It doesn't make sense to them because that's like, what? And I had some people ask me, you know, are there problems in your marriage? Does Mm -hmm. your sex life, does your sex life struggle from it? I've never seen, you know, my parents only slept in separate rooms when they were fighting, Mm. you know? all of these different stories and programs of like the way society is meandered things along the way. And, you know, people are like, that doesn't make sense. And I'm like, that's, that's fine. It doesn't have to make sense to you. It's not your life. It's my life. (laughs) Or I always think of that, that scene. What is that movie? Is it cocoon where it's like the older couples where they always had like their beds always like separated, but when they wanted to hook up, they would like push their little singles <laughs> together. Cause that was like a thing, right? Like for a mm-hmm. long time too. Like, 
Well, and that was for all sorts of weird, funky reasons. If you think about it, go back to like, I don't know the exact era, but like the Renaissance or medieval or back when you had kings and queens, Mm -hmm. you had a king, the king's lair and the queen's lair. Like they had their own quarters. They, they slept separately majority of the time. Now, obviously you had a good chunk of the time where they were together, but you know, there was, there was always like the separation of the two. Yeah. And it's just crazy how over time, you know, I said this the other day, it's like, who is the person that decides this is the way it's going to be for society. And then like, what power do they hold that that makes everybody else be like, okay, well, because you said so, we're going to do that. Right. It is kind of weird how these things happen. Mm -hmm. And then everybody just starts adopting it because that's the norm. And nobody doesn't want to do what isn't the norm because of those things, right? They think people are going to think our marriage is falling apart because those are the things that go along with a couple not sleeping in the same room. It immediately equates to, they must be arguing. They must not get along. They must be on the verge of a divorce. They probably don't have a good sex life. They, all of these things. And it's like, well, who the hell fucking decided all of those rules? Mm -hmm. Right. And I love that. I mean, and this, this is why I'm saying this is so much bigger than just like the bedroom. Think about how this applies in so many areas of just like what people say about, you know, what marriage is supposed to look like and be, or what business, how to grow a business or what do friendships with women look like and how to raise your kids and just like mm-hmm. so much crap is always like said, like it has to look this way. And then, then they well, judge you if you're not doing it that way. And you know, the, the beautiful thing about all of this is like it, another thing that can tie into it is what does success look like? Mm-hmm. We all have this idea that success means that you are a millionaire or a billionaire, or you have a, a crap ton of money in your bank account. Yep. But at the end of the day, when you're laying on your deathbed, is the money in your bank account really going to be what you deem successful? Like, are you really going to feel that good about your life? Or are you going to feel good because of the, the hearts and the people and the souls that you touched along the way with the money that you had? Yes. You know, there's, there's, I, I think the idea when people think of success, they automatically think of financial abundance. Yep. And I think, I think you can be successful in life without reaching a certain dollar amount. Yeah. I'm successful in my sobriety. I'm successful in my marriage. I'm successful in my job right now. And I'm not making a million dollars. You know, for me, success in my life is going to be a feeling. It's not going to be a thing. Mm -hmm. And I think when we all can kind of pull back and just kind of read, we, the whole thing is we just have to start being honest with ourselves. We have to be really vulnerable with like ourselves, we have to look in the mirror and ask ourselves the difficult questions and then give ourselves the true most vulnerable answer. And if we can't do that with ourselves, how do we ever expect to be able to do that with any other person in the world? Exactly. And like, I mean, that's why the name spiritually intimate even came to me because I was looking at like intimacy when everybody even hears the word intimacy, they always go into like thinking that intimacy that you share with someone else, usually in like a sexual way. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, but the deepest level of intimacy is the one that you have with yourself, like on a deep spiritual, personal level, when you can get that intimate with yourself and that vulnerable and that honest and really allow yourself to go there. And that's why I love human design so much because it really truly is about getting really, really deep in your, like how your body is speaking to you and how you feel and your emotions and all of those things to get really clear of like, what really feels good to you? What do you like? What do you love? What don't you like? What don't you love? Mm -hmm. What doesn't feel right? And what I love Patsy that you did before you even knew you were doing it, but then you really accelerated it and started optimizing your energy when you did was that you just started experimenting with things. And Mm -hmm. that's the beautiful thing about human design. It's not this end all be all too, right? Like people hear, oh, I'm a projector or I'm this or I'm that. And then they start kind of like, again, boxing it in versus Mm -hmm. recognizing like there's still this level of you playing with the energy, experimenting with it and still figuring out 
But how does this energy show up in my body and in my life when I'm exchanging it with others and what still feels right for me? It's not an end all be all. Not all projectors are all the fucking same. Same with generators, manigens, mm-hmm. you know, all of, all of you guys, it's, it's not the same fucking thing. So what you were doing so well is you just started playing with the energy and seeing what felt right. And the more that you kept following with what felt right, obviously with certain things that like we as projectors have learned, like things seem to flow and, and work more harmoniously when we kind of do it a different way. And we play Mm -hmm. more in that energy, but it's still the experiment of it. It's still figuring Mm -hmm. out, but does this even still feel correct for me? Yeah. Well, see, and I think, you know, if you're not careful with any, any modality, you know, it, it can be used as a crutch or escapism, you know, yes. instead of dealing with your problems, you can decide, oh, I'm going to go meditate, you know, that can still be used as like a form of escapism. And in that sense, um, have you ever had a thought just like literally leave your head? Oh, all the time. Hi, we're both open heads. <laughs> Hi, because that, that just happened. Um, anyways, but I don't know where I was going that it literally just left my mind. And if it's important enough, it'll come back, but I no, but I do think it's, it is important that you were talking about the escapism and recognizing Mm -hmm. that anything can be used to your detriment. We can take anything and use it at a load. It's something detrimental to our energy, or we can use it at its highest exaltation for, and you can, it can end up setting more limits on you. Yes. yes, So if you're telling yourself, Oh, I'm a projector. I can't work for more than four hours at a time. You just put a limitation on yourself that you can't work more than four hours at a time. Mm -hmm. You don't know if that feels good for you or not, unless you go try it. And after four hours of work, you check back in with yourself and you're like, okay, how does my energy feel? How does my mental state feel? How is my body? Mm -hmm. And so it has to, you have to be willing to trial and error thing because just like the entire conversation, not everything is a one-all be-all one-size-fits-all type thing for everybody. Yeah. So look into your human design and figure out how to take that and mold it into what feels right for you because you're a projector and I'm a projector and there's probably a hundred thousand different things that we do polar opposite of each other. Oh yeah. Because even when you were saying like, four hours of work. Okay. But what does four hours of work look to Patsy versus what it looks like to Mm -hmm. me? Right. There's a lot of different ways that I could be doing work. Right. Like, so in and of itself of those four hours, what are you doing? Like, it really does take a lot of awareness. And at times I know for some people like, oh my God, this sounds really overwhelming to do all these things. It really isn't because it starts to become really fun when you start recognizing all the possibility you open up for yourself and you allow yourself to be like, wait a second, I just really get to embody more of what feels good. Not to say that Mm -hmm. we're not going to still have things that don't feel great, or we're not going to experience pain or, or have shit come up. Like by no means do I say that's ever not going to happen, but it's just like, we get to continue to keep expanding. Like, I love what you were saying. Uh, you took like what you were learning between you not sleeping with your husband and how all of a sudden started expanding out into the rest of your home and being like, wait Mm -hmm. a second, how can I like play with this energy and make it even bigger? How can I make this feeling of peace? I loved when you said that, that feeling of peace in my body and expand it out bigger. And I just don't Mm -hmm. think people they recognize that they can optimize their energy at any time and expand those things by just being more playful in the things that they're doing and removing the limits that society plays for us. Like, nope, you can't not sleep with your husband. That's fucked up girl. Like you need to do. Or you didn't have a productive day because you only worked for four hours. Oh God. Yeah. Right. I'm sorry. (laughs) But in those four hours, if you're intentional enough, you could have had, you could have made a million dollars in four hours. If you work the right way, if you work the way that's in alignment with yourself, you have no idea the potential of money that you could have made or the potential of, of progress you could have made on the, the item or thing, the project you're working on. Yeah, for sure. You know, and it's, and it's, it's interesting because I literally had just, we were even talking about this because I, I just created content around this the other day about like, you have to be more consciously aware of if you are 
taking other people's advice merely because you are like, oh, they have X, Y, Z. I want X, Y, Z. So then I have to take their advice mm-hmm. and versus like, but it does their advice, their social media, their whatever, like who cares how many followers they have? Who cares how big a platform they have? Mm-hmm. Who cares how successful that they are? That is what works for them. Does that actually translate over and work for you? And only you are going to know that. And I'm really trying to empower women, especially in the entrepreneurial space to recognize when certain things are being unconsciously like fueled in the sense Mm -hmm. of, you know, when I've seen this happen, right. Where influencers, leaders or whatever, they're like, you're doing, basically it's almost maybe not worded specifically this way, but this is the energy. I feel like it feels like behind it for me you guys aren't doing this right. This is the right way. And in order for you to reach this goal, you now have to hire me or buy my course to do it this way so that you can have the same success as me. Like I said, that's Mm -hmm. not the clear, maybe the language, but that's the energy that it feels like to me. And I'm like, Oh no, no, no. Yeah. Right. Because it could work for a lot of people that way, but then there's going to be a lot of people that it doesn't work for them. And then they happen, like this happened to me for a long time that I was just like, I'm so teachable. I will just do what you tell me. Just give me the, give me the list and I will just do it. And I would just push myself in directions that weren't in alignment for me. And I would burn myself out and I wouldn't be happy. And I would start seeing success, but then I attached to keep that success, I have to continue doing these things. Mm-hmm. I'll lose it all if I don't do that. And then it built more fear in everything I was doing. See, and I think that that, and it's crazy because the coach that I'm working with right now, she's like completely on this topic right now in conversation. But I think that is the difference between working from hustle versus working from alignment. Yes. Because when you're having to hustle, not that there's anything wrong with hustling. There is a time and a place for hustle. Absolutely. For some people, dude, go for yeah, it. Yeah. And there's you some know, designs like they thrive off that hustle. Yeah. Like they have it in so, their design that that hustle energy is good for them. Right. Like they yeah. click into it. Like we're not saying it's bad. <laughs> right. That's not saying that hustle is bad. It's just, there is such a beautiful masculine and feminine difference in Mm -hmm. them. And for someone like me, for, for this specific projector in me, I thrive in the feminine. I find joy in the feminine ways, masculine ways. The hustle does not feel good to me. I do not like making money from the hustle. I like making money from the flow. Mm -hmm. That feels better to me. That makes me It doesn't matter if it takes me a longer time. That's just what feels better to me. Some people want to make it in a shorter period of time. Hence the reason why they love the hustle. That's cool. You know, everybody's different. And the beautiful thing just, you know, with the pole projectors is you and I are both projectors, but our quote unquote job that we do is totally different. You, you're your own, you're your own boss. You're a coach. You know, you, you do your own thing as where. I technically work for another person. I'm the assistant for another person, but I don't, the title of my job doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is, do I love what I'm doing for this person? And whenever I think about that, I do. I love everything that I am helping her with. Everything that's in my job description, I like, I love. It's like exciting whenever I get to tell people what I do. And in the process, I get to do my core passion, which is, helping women realize just how fucking powerful we are. Like, I don't think it's, I think for so long, the patriarchy and just men and everything has just diminished our power and our confidence and our imagination of how powerful we actually could be. Mm -hmm. And whenever you really start to just play in the energy of your life, you get to this place And I think that's where I'm at right now with this like inner peace that I feel I'm in such a place of alignment that I feel like I'm unstoppable when I do certain things, my level of confidence in myself, when someone tells me you can't do that, I'm like, let me go try real quick (laughs) because I might prove you wrong. 
-hmm. you know, as we're three years ago before I even, you know, got sober or got on this journey or anything, you told me I couldn't do it. And I was going to be like, yeah, you're probably right. And I would have ever tried. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Which I want to like for a moment too. I want to like, cause I know people are there hearing like feminine, masculine energies and kind of like how that shows up and stuff. And how I look at it too, when it comes to like with masculine energy, like I, I really want you guys to understand, like there's no right or wrong. And if you show mm-hmm. up in one or the other more, it's again, it's always coming, dropping into like what feels right. And I feel like there's still like this balancing of the two energies together. Cause they are supportive of one another. And it's just, I think that for a long time, and we're seeing the unraveling all of this right now, really, you guys, mm-hmm. all this unraveling of like how things have been told to us, like how it has to look and how it has to be. And we're kind of like bumping up against that right now and creating friction to kind of just like dissolve that and like release it and let it go. But really, I mean, even like hustle and stuff like that, it really is about like masculine energy is really about like, it's creating a supportive structure. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's creating a supportive structure that is going to result in a result of some mm-hmm. kind. Right. And when we allow ourselves to have a supportive structure in place that allows us to feel safe, that is where we can be so much more in the feminine. Right. And really mm-hmm. be in that space of it being in the being. Right. And so this is what I see Patsy, especially for you is that you've created a supportive masculine structure Mm -hmm. that for a lot of people, it doesn't look masculine because we quote unquote attach certain, again, ideas, thoughts, how things are going to look. When we think masculine, we think it has to look this way. And when we think feminine, we think it has to look this way, but you remove all of that away and just think, Patsy's created a structure and system in her day-to-day that allows her to feel safe and supported and held. And it allows for you to gain the results that you want to gain in terms of success, in terms of happiness, in terms of feeling Mm -hmm. at peace, all of those things. So the structure has been created, which then allows you to just be in your being. And Mm -hmm. the work that you do with, with your boss, you know, which I don't Mm -hmm. even, you know, she created a structure that for you feels supported and safe in that container of which then you're able to just still be in your being and, and do the things that you love and not be in this hunt of, I need to hustle and create Mm -hmm. this thing. That's going to create the, the result for me. Well, and I think it's really beautiful that she has, you know, and I have no, absolutely. I love calling her my boss. She's great. She's also my friend. She's also my mentor. And it's a beautiful, uh, it's beautiful that we are able to have the relationship that we have, because I think there is such full understanding of the energetics Mm -hmm. and business and friendship and the world and just all these different things. Uh, But, you know, she's created the same thing for herself where she has this structure that allows her to work from her flow state as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just, it's beautiful how if we all just take a step back and really be okay with not giving your crap what another person thinks about your life or what you're doing, we pull away from all of the limitations and all of the ideas of what things are supposed to look like. And you are allowed to start with a clean piece of paper and create your life on what you want it to look like. How do you want it to feel? What do you want it to look like? What, what are the people that you want in your life? Like we have the power to create and design our wildest dreams. Yeah. And it's just fathoming the fact that we can do that. And yeah. that's like, that, that's what I'm passionate about is helping people realize like, oh shit, I can do that. Like I have the power to do that. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I get it. Like it's scary when we are really tapping into that, like, oh, this is what I really want. And then recognizing what has to kind of maybe been put into place to allow yourself to get what you want, which a lot of people don't want to put the boundaries in place. Cause that's scary. Ooh. Boundaries can look like a lot of different things, right? It's like having to say no to people or potentially having to shift out of a job that isn't supportive, but like, you know, Patsy, you were like, 
but that was where the money was coming. So I'm freaking out. So, you know, it was a blessing that you got furloughed, but at the time you were like, I can't lose my job. Like, and you know, I think, like I said, it was just such a beautiful blessing in disguise because it forced me to trust. Mm. It forced Mm -hmm. me to surrender. Oh my God. That's how like all last year was for me. I was like, you forced me to learn this lesson. And it's, you know, it was so beautiful the way that everything has just domino effect fallen into place since then, because I, like I said, I went from making no money. I went from making X amount of dollars a month, $5,000 a month to making no dollars a month, you know? So I, you know, then finally getting to this place where I was making money again, I was like, okay, well, am I going to take this just because I'm going to be making money or am I going to take this because this is actually something that I want to do. And I realized it was something that I wanted to do, but it was a very small amount of money each month, but it was okay because you know what it did. I just spent the last year learning how to live off a very, very small amount of money compared to what I was living off of. Mm -hmm. I'm still shopping. I'm still buying plants. I'm still buying, you know, all of my oils, buying all of the things, my iced coffees. I'm still doing all the things that I was before but on a lesser amount of money somehow or another, if I wouldn't have surrendered and trusted in the fact that I was going to be taken care of, I don't think I'd be sitting here today where I'm at with this new job position, doing something that I love, not bartending, being able to work from home, being able to work for two hours and then going to get an iced coffee and going to the park and then coming back and working. If I want being able to say, you know what, today's Friday and I feel like absolute dog shit. So I'm going to put everything off. And I'll be back tomorrow. That for me, that's success. That's freedom. Yes, I technically still have a boss, but I get to work in the environment that brings me joy. I get to work Mm. in my egg chair surrounded by plants. I get to work if I want to by my altar, by my, my diffuser, by wherever I want. I get to pick to, I get to pick the place that I get to work. I want to go work in the park. Beautiful. I love this so much, Patsy, because I think there's like, I know, I already know that there's women on here, especially entrepreneurial women that are really needing to hear this because coming from, for me, coming from a network marketing background to then in the coaching world. And I, you know, I've been building businesses now for the last, oh my God, next month, I think is like 10 years now I've been an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. and I've been in, you know, business and um, growing successful businesses at that, right? Like I've had great success in the businesses I've done, but I've seen the good. I've seen mm-hmm. the not <laughs> so good, right? I've seen the structures that are supportive and I've seen the structures that unfortunately perpetuate more trauma and can right. flare up the nervous system and put somebody in a, a fear state, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen it all. I I've experienced it all. And I feel like I've probably done it all at this point. Right? <laughs> like, so I feel like in a way, like, and that's something that my soul signed up for you guys within my projector, like in, within me, right. like I basically signed up to kind of like experience and do all the things so that I can turn around and be like, okay, well, this was, <laughs> this was the experience that I had, but I feel like, especially for entrepreneurs, you need to hear that. It's like, there is sometimes this picture that is painted for even like the entrepreneurial life, it needs to be this. And it comes with a lot of numbers attached to it. Not just the lifestyle. It's like, you need to be making 10 K a month. And if you're not making, not making 10 K a month, like that's the gold standard for like the coaching world. Like I always hear the 10 K month. That's what's always being sold and pushed. How do you get to 10 K months? How do you do that? Right. Or, you know, sometimes in the network marketing, it's, you know, it's whatever the points or the volume or the rank or whatever mm-hmm. is always the gold standard of something that people are pushing for. And me and Patsy, we know how this goes. <laughs> being somebody who projectors, we are driven by validation, being seen. <laughs> so outward success, those little carrots can become very enticing for someone like us. And we push, push, oh, yeah. push, 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 push for that. But But what I love that you're bringing up is that it doesn't need to be all of those things for you to still feel successful, to you still be supported, especially financially, because that was something that also came up for us last year when the shutdown happened. 
like a lot of shit fucking imploded. And I had to just be like, I literally, it was like one of those moments where I don't even know. Right. I was just like, I release all control. I have no clue what's going to happen. And I was, I was like, I just need to surrender and just trust that we are going to be so supported, more supported than I can ever imagine. But I needed to release control. And I had to release again and again and again and surrender and surrender and surrender you know, like as, you know, I started having to homeschool my child and I am no teacher by no means like praise teachers. If you're a teacher, I love you. Cause I am not one. Um, but it was all these moments where the more I just surrendered into that, it doesn't have to look this way that I have been trying to say, I have to look because I'm a coach or an entrepreneur or whatever it is. And I'm just going to release these outward goals that people keep telling me I have to do to be successful or appear to be successful enough to mentor or guide other people. Holy shit. Were me and my husband. So were so supported in ways that I can't even begin. Yes. Money was one, but we just, it was just support in so many ways. And at never any point were we ever being like, Oh my God, we're so fucked right now. Well, you know, I think the beautiful, the most beautiful thing about trusting and surrendering there is so much magic that lies in the unknown mm-hmm. and it's, I, I understand it. I get it. The unknown is scary. Like getting sober, going from having alcohol in my life for literally almost 30 years to all of a sudden not having it at all. Like that's a massive shift in your life. Right. And it was scary. I didn't know what life was going to be like. I didn't know if I was going to be fun. If I was going to have friends, you know, I didn't know anything. And it was scary, but I, I had to do it. And in my first year of sobriety, yes, I quote unquote lost a lot of things, but the way that I look at it is I just shed, I just shedded everything that was no longer serving me and that was holding me back. And in the process of shedding that and surrendering and trusting that process, all I did was open myself up for so much magic to enter my life so much beauty to enter my life because I was finally letting go of the things that were holding me back. And when I started this healing journey and I started really learning how to manifest and embody all of the teachings, then I was like, okay, now I know how to ask for the success that I want. And you know, this, this is the way that I want it to look. And I would journal what success looks like for me. It feels like this. It looks like me waking up and this is what my day looks like. It's blah, 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 blah. And at the bottom of it, this or something better. Yeah. Because I don't want, I don't want to cap myself at what I can imagine because the world may have something in mind that I can't even fathom. Exactly. So I give out what I want, you know, Hey, I would love something along this lines, but if you want to drop in something better, I'm good with that too. Yeah. (laughs) I ain't going to be like sad if you bring better than what I can imagine. And you're right, because a lot of times we're just so cluttered down with all the things that we don't want. We don't recognize how there is no space to bring in the things we want Mm -hmm. because we've just are cluttered in with all this stuff. Like there is this beautiful to get into this expansive energy. You have to be allowed to like open up and release some things. Yes. And in the process of doing that, you have to be prepared for the universe to deliver. Oh, because yes. if you, if you go into it, asking for the things that you want, and when the universe starts delivering, you start freaking out. Like, <laughs> it's gonna be like yo, you asked for this. Like, what? <laughs> why are you freaking out right now? But I think the beautiful thing is, is start to ask yourself, can I hold the pressure? These are the things that you want. Can you hold the pressure of that? Can you hold the responsibility of that? Mm. And that's, that's what all of this is kind of, I'm in this place right now of like, okay, well, so I'm in this, this, this version of myself and I'm ready to level up to get to the next version of myself. And I need to get prepared to hold all of the responsibilities and all of the pressure of what that's going to entail. And I don't mean pressures of like, you know, society and the world, but you know, just to, just to be that next version of yourself to be the next best piece of yourself. And leveling up is, it's a journey. It's wild. And, you know, along the way comes tests and, you know, pressures and all these different things. But 
I think whenever you get down to it and you're writing out what this is that you want, get, get familiarized with, you know, the pressures and the responsibilities of that and get ready because you're going to be handed every ample opportunity to show up in the way that you're supposed to, to show up as the leader that you're wanting to show up as, to show up as the guide or the mentor or the babysitter. If you're just babysitting, it doesn't matter what your job title is. Yeah. I think people focus on that so much, right? The title, the job, the status. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. This has been such a fun conversation. Like I told you guys from the beginning, I'm like, it's going to start one area and it's going to explode into a whole lot of others. And this conversation could go on for freaking forever, which I'm sure that I will have Patsy on again, because me and Patsy always get into like the best conversations on stuff. (laughs) And then we're like, we should talk about this more. (laughs) So even for like our own personal gain, because we just like to talk about this stuff together, we just start recording it all always. (laughs) How shocking that this projector loves to talk. (laughs) Oh God. So what I would love first, like tell everybody how they can follow you, get to know you. I'll obviously put things in the show notes. Yeah. Um, so on Facebook, it's just Patsy Barrage, B-E-R-R-I-D-G-E. Um, and like you said, you'll put it in the show notes, but, um, Instagram, I am Patsy underscore and 11. I spend a majority of my time on Instagram. That's where I check my messages. I rarely check Facebook. Um, So if you're wanting to get in touch with me for anything at all, um, especially when it comes to sobriety and recovery, um, I'm an open book. I do not judge anybody where they are in their life. I don't care if it's a drug or alcohol. Um, I'm here to, to help you realize like you can kick whatever it is that you don't want. So feel free to reach out about anything. Love that. And then kind of like to sum this up, I think it would be fun if maybe you could just give some, I know this is kind of putting you on the spot because you're like, what are you going to have me do? Um, like what would be your top maybe tips or questions that people could sit with in terms of being, starting to implement some of the things that you did? Cause maybe they're feeling called to oh, I never thought about that. Like my sleeping arrangements or just like life in general, or kind of like the, the stuff that you, we've been talking about, like, how would you, um, what are some tips or advice? Like just some takeaways that they could start maybe putting some action towards of little things that they could start doing. First of all, be very open-minded and be very curious. Mm. Um, I think those are going to be the number that's like the number one thing to go into this. Um, because it, it, you're just allowing your, for whatever works for you to come in. Um, and then on top of it, you know, if the human design piece was interesting, you know, definitely go look up your human design. Um, there's two different websites you can go to, but definitely go check out that information. Um, start, I'm an avid journaler. I love journaling. It helps me really get my emotions out. And so a big thing that I'm about is either, like manifestation boards, vision boards, or journaling, really trying to do whatever works for you um, to get this vision that you have in your head painted onto paper. So you can truly see what it looks like. You can figure out what you want to feel, and then you can start figuring out the aligned action that you need to take in order to gain whatever it is that you're wanting to get. But the the number one thing, just be open-minded and be curious, Google, whatever it is you need to Google, ask somebody, whatever it is you need to ask. Don't be afraid. If you think something's a stupid question, like just ask it because you never know. Um, I just, I think the number one thing is, like I said, just be curious. I love that so much. Yes. Being curious. I definitely think has been the biggest thing. Like when I think back on it, I was like, yeah, it's probably my curiosity and just allowing myself to just be open to things and just start really like playing around and, with things. And, and a, lot, a lot of it, you're going to get, it's going to be, it's, it's different. It's going to be uncomfortable. Your brain is wired to keep you safe and, and safe for the brain is just familiar. It doesn't actually mean that it's safe. Mm. And so you just have to be okay with just getting comfortable being uncomfortable. You're going to, you're going to suck at something for a little bit and that's okay. But you also sucked at um, walking before you learned how to walk. You also sucked at doing math before you learned how to do math, you know, so 
we just have to be okay with being, you know, sucking at something every once in a while and kind of just starting from scratch. Yeah. It's okay. The beautiful thing about beautiful thing about starting from scratch, burn it all to the ground and you have such rich soil to rebuild with that you're going to produce even more blossoms and bloomings and, and success from that. I love this so much. You guys, this was such a fun conversation. Obviously, if you enjoyed it too, please, 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 please share this episode with your friends, your social media besties, all the things, um, tag us, let us know what maybe your biggest takeaways were. Um, and then, yeah, like how Patsy, I I love that you encourage people like, Hey, reach out, ask them questions. I'm, you know, I'm going to open book, please, by all means. Mm -hmm you know, human design and stuff, you guys, like you've obviously been knowing me about this. This is my jam. This is what I love to do. So if you're wanting to learn more about how to optimize your own energy type and kind of get a better understanding of what your natural gifts are, because we all have natural gifts. You guys, we do, we have Mm -hmm. natural gifts in this world that we're here to just exemplify for everyone else. Right. Patsy, like I said, go check her out. She is shining a lot of her light and the things that she's here to do in such a beautiful way. And you're going to see it ex- right when you see her, you're going to be like, Oh my God, I, <laughs> I feel it like 110%. But if that's something that you're interested in, like I said, I'll have my contact information always in the show notes and how you can uh, work with me and chat more with me about learning more about your chart and your design and how to optimize your energy. But yeah. Thank you so much, Patsy. I love you so much. Thank you for coming on the show. I love you. All right. Thanks, you guys. Bye. Bye.